What if I told you that the third-party delivery apps were the best thing to happen to our industry in the last 50 years? Would you think I'm crazy? Would you call me crazy? Stick around because on today's episode, I want to tell you exactly what I mean, and I want to show you how we can leverage those sites to drive even more revenue than you ever thought imaginable. Don't go anywhere. There's an old saying goes something like this. You'll only find three kinds of people in the world. Those who see, those who will never see, and those who can see when shown. This is Restaurant Strategy, a marketing podcast for anyone who's looking. Thanks for tuning in. My name is Chip Close, and this is Restaurant Strategy, a weekly podcast all about helping chefs and operators build more profitable restaurants. Each week, we toggle back and forth between a monologue-style format and an interview, but the goal is always the same, to take complicated concepts, right, both in marketing and operations, make them both understandable and actionable. Why? Because like I always say, information is only as valuable as the action it inspires. Now, despite easing restrictions, all of us are still strapped into the roller coaster ride of fluctuating food prices. That, combined with continuing staffing challenges, makes it more important than ever to control your costs just to remain profitable. Margin Edge is a restaurant management software that uses POS integration and invoice data to show you your food and labor costs in real time so that you can make informed decisions in the moment rather than weeks after the period ends. By automating your invoice processing and totally digitizing your back office, Margin Edge saves your team hours on paperwork and gives you instant insights to manage your prime costs. Take control of your costs with real-time data. Best of all, listeners of the show get to try Margin Edge free for 30 days. Free for 30 days. That's no contract, no setup fee, free and unlimited training and support. Learn more at marginedge.com slash chip. As always, that link is in the show notes. Now, before we get into today's topic, I just want to take a quick moment to let you know about my group coaching program. It's called Restaurant Accelerator. This is a year-long mastermind program. It's two hours every single week for an entire year. I've got two groups going already. I work with operators all over the country. I bring them together, and we work through problems in a systematic fashion. I say it's not about throwing Hail Mary touchdown passes, but by uh, getting first downs, by moving the chains, fixing problems little by little by little by little so that after a month, after three months, after six months, you will have a totally different restaurant than when you started. We work on systems and goals, proper goal setting, and how to set the systems into place to allow your team to succeed below you, how to, how to empower them and motivate them to do what you need them to do. The program works. We only open up the doors twice a year, every January and every July. And guess what? July is coming. So all month long, all June, I'm, I'm holding calls, right? So I'm urging you to set up a strategy session. This is like a 45-minute call. It's half coaching, half discovery, where we just get to learn more about each other. I get to hear more about your restaurant, the things you're dealing with, you get to hear more about me, the way that I operate, the, 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 way, that, um, the way that I coach with my clients, and we just see if it's a good fit. Even if, even if it's not a good fit and you don't want to move forward, at least I will have gotten to know you a little bit better. You will have gotten to know me a little bit better. And again, it's a free 45-minute call. The best way to move forward with that is to visit restaurantstrategypodcast.com 
com slash schedule. Set up a call. Find a time on my calendar and let's set up a time to get on the phone together and let's just talk. Let's talk about the industry. Let's talk about your restaurant. Let's talk about what's going right and what's going wrong. And by the end of that call, we'll see if there's a way that you might be uh, that you may be able to uh, benefit from the program. Again, it's called Restaurant Accelerator Group Coaching Program. It's a mastermind where we meet two hours every single week for an entire year. You're going to be surrounded by all kinds of incredible uh, chefs, operators, owners, managers, people who are actively trying to take their business to the next level. I promise you will be in good company. Again, to sign up for a call, right, to schedule a call with me, visit restaurantstrategypodcast.com slash schedule. Now, today we're talking all about third-party delivery apps, right? And I want to break this conversation into two parts. First, I want to talk about what they are and what they are not. And second, I want to get actionable, right? I want to talk about how to leverage those apps to help you drive more revenue than you ever thought possible. And trust me, it is possible. It's just about applying a mindset shift, right? Getting you to think differently about what they are. That's the first part of this episode. And then the second piece is getting very deliberate about what you're doing and how you're utilizing. Instead of just grumbling every time you get an invoice for these huge 30% uh, commission fees, it's about using them and saying, wow, I paid all of that, but look at the return on investment. Look what I spent in order to get, right? It's about looking at this a little bit differently and, and again, being very deliberate with how we use them. So Let's get into it, right? The first part, I want to talk about what they, what these apps are and what they are not. First, what are they? Let's talk about actually what we're talking about. We are talking about apps like DoorDash, Grubhub, Uber Eats, Hunger, whatever your favorite one is, and here's the beauty of it. In addition to being merchants, we are also consumers. I'm guessing that you probably use these apps somewhat regularly. It, 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 I'm going to guess at least once a month. Many of you, like me, honestly, probably a lot more than that. And I'm going to get into why I use them and why I wish I didn't have to use them. And that goes hand in hand with what we're going to talk about at, towards the end of the episode, right? So when we say third-party delivery apps, what we're talking about are apps like DoorDash, Grubhub, Uber Eats, Hunger, et cetera, et cetera. You know the list. That's what they are. Right? These are aggregators. These are search engines, right? So first and foremost, let, let's make sure we, we acknowledge that. These third-party apps are search engines. And I know we wanna, we wanna hate on these guys, but they are doing us a service because they have created a search engine. This is a place where hungry people go when they want to find food. I wanna stop for a second and make sure all of us acknowledge just how incredible that is. Never before in history, prior to 25 years ago, let's say, right, when Open Table did the same thing for dine-in restaurants, now Grubhub, Uber Eats, Seamless, etc., are doing it for takeout and delivery, but never before in the history of the world has there been uh, an actual real-time search engine where you can look at a list of options that's changing all the time, that's growing, that's evolving. This is incredible. Incredible from the consumer side, and yes, incredible for the merchant side. Because if, if that old thing holds true, right? It's all about location, location, location. This is why you need to embrace the third-party delivery sites. Just like 50 years ago, you needed a great prime location for your restaurant, right? That's no longer as important because there's other ways for people to find you. 
But if you're not going to pay rent to be at some prime corner, you need to pay rent to be somewhere else. So the one way to think about this is that you are paying rent, that commission fees aren't just a fee you're paying to people, it is rent you're paying to a landlord to be listed somewhere. You're paying for location, right? Because there is a place where consumers are and you need to be there. So we'd love to hate on these sites and, and these hefty fees and they're bleeding us dry and all of that, but that's because you're not utilizing it, right? You're not thinking of those fees as an investment, right? If you get a great restaurant and a great location, prime corner spot, you are looking at that rent that you pay as an investment because that's where people are. You get tons of passers-by, right? You're pre-theater. People will come here before they go to the movie, before they go to the theater, whatever that is. You're thinking about it in your brain. You're putting that in a different place than you're putting the commissions because the commissions are coming off of, uh, coming off of your top-line revenue, right? They're taking a chunk off of all the revenue you drive. But it's still, in essence, the same thing. So the first thing I want you to do, I want you to think about this as rent. You are paying for location. You're paying for proximity to the consumers you very much need. So that's a new way of thinking about this. The other way I need you to think about this is that I need you to, to, to consider these also as part of your marketing budget, right? And this, is, this goes back to uh, you know, shifting our mindset about the fees you, you spend. You see these fees as something you just have to pay. Really, you're not thinking about it like a commission. You're thinking about it like a tax, a tax that you simply have to pay. Seamless, Uber Eats, DoorDash is charging you a tax to use their site, and that's not true at all. What it is is part of your marketing budget, part of your real estate budget, if you want to think of it that way, like we just talked about. The bottom line is you need to think about it differently than the way you are currently thinking about it. This is not a tax that you pay. It's not a tax you have to pay. You can very obviously shut down these sites, cancel your contract, and not use them. But I think we'd all agree that it's probably better if you do use them. So you have to use them in a deliberate manner. Again, you have to rethink how you, how, how you, how you register those quote-unquote hefty commissions. They are part of your real estate budget, or if you like it another way, they're part of your marketing budget. For me, these are all about customer acquisition, right? It's a customer acquisition because the only way, or there, there are limited ways that people will come to find you. And one of the key ways is through these third-party delivery apps. And that has to do with consumer behavior, right? Consumers walk down the street. So I'm gonna put my restaurant at this corner on the street because I know uh, consumers will walk by my restaurant. It's the same thing. You have to think of it the same way with these third-party delivery apps. Consumer behavior says that at four or five o'clock, as people are uh, finishing up work and, and are tired and don't feel like making food, they'll open up this app to see if they wanna order some food. Again, it's incredible. These people have created a place where hungry people go to find food. So yeah, we better be listed where hungry people are. It's about customer acquisition. Now we're gonna talk about how then to use these sites to your advantage in just a minute, right? We're gonna talk about how to leverage all of that. We, but I wanted to start by talking about that mindset shift, right? That really key mindset shift, that it's not a tax that DoorDash is charging you, but rather it's part of your rent. You are paying for a location. 
you're paying for proximity. These are part of your customer acquisition costs. Really, it can be thought of also as part of your marketing budget. That's the first really big shift I want you to make. It's going to help you. It's going to help you internalize all that we're going to talk about in just a second. It's going to help you think about leveraging all that you're spending to take the next steps. We're going to get to that in just a minute after a word from another one of our sponsors. Now, today's episode of Restaurant Strategy is also brought to you by Seven Shifts. Seven Shifts is a modern team management platform designed by restaurateurs for restaurateurs. Effective team management is more important than ever to ensure profitability and restaurant success, especially as restaurants start to open back up and expand their teams. Trusted by more than half a million restaurant professionals, Seven Shifts gives you the tools you need to simplify scheduling, easily manage time and attendance, communicate with your team, and retain your talent. Best of all, Seven Shifts integrates with the POS and payroll systems you already use, turning your team into a competitive advantage for your business. Right now, Restaurant Strategy podcast listeners can get three months absolutely free by visiting sevenshifts.com slash restaurant strategy. Again, that's the number seven, shifts, S-H-I-F-T-S dot com slash restaurant strategy to get three months of industry-leading team management software for free. Now, as we get back into talking about these third-party delivery apps, what are we supposed to do about these sites? Let me just tell you, what we're not supposed to do is sit around and grumble, right? Look at our invoices that we get and grumble about all that we're spending. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. We have to use them to drive more revenue. We have to spend the money that we have to on those sites to get in front of as many people as possible, to raise awareness for our brand, to drive as many orders as possible, right, as, as client, as customer acquisition, client acquisition. We have to use them. We, we have to exploit them. If you think they're exploiting you, it's simply because you haven't found a way to exploit them. We can have the last laugh. We can be the ones coming out as big winners on this, right? So what are we supposed to do about these sites? We exploit them. We've we got to drive as much, uh, as much revenue as possible, and we have to spend as much as we have to on those sites to drive as much revenue as possible. But then you have to have a plan for converting those customers, right? Those first-time customers into repeat customers and you have to turn them from third-party delivery, which is what they're doing when they go to Uber Eats or DoorDash or Seamless or Grubhub or wherever they're going, that's third-party. They're going there to order. You're just fulfilling the order and then their drivers are driving them back and forth. You've gotta take them from that consumer behavior and get them to come to you directly. So what's the first thing you need to do? You need to set up a first-party delivery option. First-party simply means you. They, there has to be a way for your consumers to come to you directly to place their orders, right? Now, that can be something as simple as the phone. I'm gonna recommend that there's also a digital component, something on your website, right? So if you use something like Toast or Square, there are tools where you can place the widget on your uh, website and people can order directly on your website. The order goes into you and then they can either pick up or, uh, or schedule delivery. And guess what? You can work with the third-party delivery sites like DoorDash. I think it used to be like a $6.99 fee to just have them handle the delivery part of it. 
So if they order with you directly and then you just pay a fee and that seven bucks you can either eat or you can pass it on to the consumer or you can split those costs, right? So maybe you just pass on a, a $3.50, you know, $3.50 delivery charge, right? You have to have a first party option because what we're going to do next is try to convert the third party consumers to come to you directly and be first party consumers. So you have a business. You own your business. You have relationships built with consumers. You should own the relationship with the consumer. If you've got regulars who are regulars by, by ordering through the third-party delivery apps, that's a problem. You have to turn them on to ordering from you directly. You have to make it as obvious and seamless and frictionless as those third-party delivery apps have made it. Now, the reason those sites are winning the reason those apps are succeeding is because it's a frictionless, fun experience. It is easy to go place your order, spend money, and be done with it. The food arrives at your doorstep 40 minutes later. They have made that so easy. But that is something you can do as well. It's not something that, that only they can do. It's not something that, it's not something that, they, um, that they own. They, they don't got the market cornered on that. You own your people, so you also have to own the relationship you have with your people. The reason they're going to those third-party delivery apps is simply because it's not very easy to do it with you. So make it easy, right? So for plenty of you, that means starting your own app, right? Creating your own app. And there are uh, services out there that do that. Chow Now and Craver are the first two that come to mind. They create stylish apps uh, where your consumers can download the app and you can then send push notifications. They can just order directly with you. But... You should also make it easy to do it on your website. You don't have to create your own app to make it easy to place an order digitally, but you've got to make it very obvious and easy to do on your website, right? This is going to keep you from, uh, keep the lines, the phone lines from being tied up, right? Rather than people calling in and, and placing an order, uh, they can, should just be able to go right to your website and place the order. I am blown away just in my neighborhood, right? Anecdotally, I am blown away by the number of restaurants that don't allow me to order with them directly. They, they, I mean, I literally, I call and I say, hey, can I place an order? Do you guys do delivery? There are tons of places that don't do delivery anymore. They say, no, I'm sorry, you've got to go find us on Uber Eats. Blown away. They just gave away 30% of their money. Now, again, it's okay to pay the 30% commission fee if you're using that to acquire customers that you wouldn't normally get access to, right? If you don't, uh, people who don't know you, who are just discovering you on those apps, that's okay. But when people come to you and then you send them somewhere where you know you're going to give away 30% of your money, it blows me away. And it's not that difficult to put a solution in place where people can very easily, frictionlessly, place their order with you. So the first thing that I need you to do is to set up first-person uh, first delivery, first-party delivery. Now, first-person ordering, I'll say, because you can use DoorDash to actually fulfill those orders for the last mile delivery, as they say. But people have to be able to order with you directly, either by the phone or preferably by an app or on your website. That's the first thing you need to do. If you don't have that set up, you're, you're already sunk. There's no way to do the rest of what I'm going to tell you how to do, right? So talk to uh, your web designer, talk to your POS company, talk to whoever you need to talk to to make this happen. It should be able to be done in a week's time, no more. I'm telling you, it's really that stupid simple, right? 
you have to be able to take first party ordering on your website or on an app. That's the first thing. The next thing you need to do is you need to, again, look at third-party delivery, all those orders coming in as an opportunity to turn them into first-party delivery. So these little, um, these little postcards that people shove in the bags, or they, uh, they have a stamp sometimes. They stamp the, the inside of the bag or the, you know, the, the bag that's inside the bag or the outside of the bag. It should be something that entices people to order with you directly. The easy version of this is say, hey, do you wanna, you wanna get 20% off your next order? Hey, do you wanna get $5 off your next order? Do you want $10 off your next order? Whatever the, the thing is that's gonna entice people to do it. Say, you want 20% off your next order? Scan this QR code and order from us directly next time, right? And you can even use the, use the small business plea and say, do you know, you know, do you know the best way to support us is to order with us directly? Do it, do it, whatever it is. That's a postcard that goes into the bag. That's a stamp that happens on the side of the bag. Whatever it is, there needs to be something, some piece of communication between you and the consumer, right? The third party stands in your way. There needs to be a way that you can get to those people, right? So uh, one of the best things I saw is a, is a QR code. It says, and, and literally, and they, listen, they knew what they were doing here. The company that we were working with said, you know, get, do you want 50% off your next order? Scan this QR code to get a coupon for 50% off your next order. It was like awesome. It got so much traction. What happened is the QR code took people to a landing page. The landing page was a data capture put in your name and email address. Then when they did that and hit submit, an automatic email, right? They generated an automatic email. You can do this very easily with MailChimp. It sent out to them and said, thanks so much for, uh, for you know, joining the community. Here's your, uh, here's your code to get, you know, here's your promo code to get 50% off your next order. It's valid anytime between now and the end of the month. So here's the beauty part is that it, it got them uh, to to uh, utilize a sense of urgency, right? It injected urgency into that relationship. So it was only good through the end of the month or you know, when it got to the end of the month, like at the end of May, we would say good through the end of June. And all they did was update that auto email every single month, once a month. It takes, you know, they just change the, the code and they change the expiration date. It was so easy. It took five minutes once a month and they gave some huge, incentive to order with them directly. Again, like 50%, right? And what they did is the other piece they got is they got data capture. So the third-party delivery apps are famous for having all the data on all these consumers. And here, little by little, we were trying to capture more data from those, uh, from those people, from the consumers, to make them our consumers so that we could control the relationship with those people, right? But they had to have a delivery set up, first-person delivery, uh, first-person ordering set up. They had to put that that postcard in there with the QR code. They had to come up with a promo that was um, that was uh, tasty enough, that was delicious enough to get people to incentivize people to scan it and go and do it. And then they made it real. And then that's how they made it really sticky, right? And they got data capture out of that. Now, out of every ten orders, they got maybe two or three conversions here. But you know what? Little by little by little by little, especially if you're like a pizza place or a sandwich place that's getting dozens of orders or maybe a hundred orders a night, if you could capture 20 or 30% of that, that's not so bad. I'll, I'll take that every single night. And again, it's a system that once set up just works in the background and you do very little. You're required to do very little to, uh, to, to keep it up. So listen, 
that's what I wanted to talk about, how we leverage third-party apps for our own benefit. How can we use it to drive more revenue than ever before, to be more successful, more profitable than ever before? If you start doing that and you start tracking the lifetime value of a customer, meaning you spend 30% commission, so it's a $100 order, let's keep it a round number, it's a $100 order, you spend 30 bucks to get that customer, how much revenue does that drive in the long run over the lifetime of the consumer? If you can bring them back onto first person, if you can make them more loyal, more sticky, more consistent of, an, uh, of a diner with you, of a consumer, well then, but, but without knowing those numbers, you'll never know whether $30 is a fair price to pay as an acquisition cost. And what I'm suggesting to you is that it actually is a fair, it actually is a fair, uh, it is actually is a fair cost. If you're willing to spend the money, but you have to know that there's a system in place to make more and more and more money off of that single customer so that you can justify the 30% acquisition cost. That's what I wanted to talk about here, guys. I appreciate you being here. One more reminder, again, we're opening the doors to the Restaurant Accelerator Group Coaching Program. It's a year-long mastermind program where you're gonna be surrounded by other chefs, restaurant owners, operators, who are all trying to work through to level up I'm telling you it works. We've got dozens of people in this program already, and I'm excited to talk to you guys. If you think this might be for you, set up a call with me. Restaurantstrategypodcast.com slash schedule. That link will be in the show notes. I look forward to talking to many of you over the next couple of weeks. That's it for today. I will see you next time.